people come into our shop and they are scared. Men, women, doesn't matter. They come in, they are often uneducated on their vehicle, right? We're the expert and I don't hold that lightly and neither does our team. We're not selling big screen TVs. People don't wanna buy auto repair. We're not selling something people want to buy, but we are selling them the peace of mind that their car is gonna make it on that family vacation. It's gonna be able to get them to work or to the Streamwood campus. Hey friends, welcome to our special edition podcast called Faith at Work. I'm your host, Jen Kelly, joined by campus pastor Corey Shoemate. We get the joy of bringing you conversations that are all about integrating faith and work and why every job matters. We're interviewing Christ followers from a variety of work backgrounds to help stir our imaginations, to give us new insights and practical ways to think about how we live out our faith at work. Today, we get the awesome honor and privilege to be able to introduce you to our friend, Kyle Martin. Hey, everybody. Hey, Kyle. Corey Shoemate here, friends. Welcome to the Faith at Work podcast. We are joined today by Mr. Kyle Martin. Kyle is a local auto service shop owner. He has been at Christ Community for, we just said, 20 years. 20 years. That's crazy. Yeah, two decades. That's a long time. And how old are you? I am 36. 36. So that's a good chunk of your life. And in that time, you have uh, gotten married. You have realized your dream of owning your own shop. Mm -hmm. You have dreams that go beyond even that. You've had a couple kiddos. You live in Elgin and you started a shop in Elgin. And uh, you attend the best campus of all of our campuses. <laughs> You're not biased. <laughs> at, not at, at all. all but, no. but you have chosen the Streamwood campus, uh, which I uh, see as a sign of great wisdom. Uh, <laughs> so uh, my, my connection with you, Kyle, uh, if you remember back to 2012, oh my I, in all of my uh, 21-year-old wisdom, uh, bought a car. My, my wife, Cash, and I had just taken the job at Christ Community uh, doing young adults ministry and had no car. We were living in Chicago. We had no car. We were living in the city, so we didn't need one. And so I just bought the cheapest car I possibly could. It was a Corolla, wasn't it? Was it? A, you see, this is I how- just this is, this is his mind. Uh, it was a- I don't remember the color. It was a Toyota Corolla. Is it, it blue? It was, uh, it was road dirt, I believe. Was road the, dirt. Yeah, it was this color. I think you can That's get that- That's a color? Yeah, it's, it's a <laughs> bear, it's it a bear a, color It was my Depot. color. What, what is She's it? She's so gullible. She just- Oh! <laughs> 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 Um, this is so good. I love this. This is fun. This is good. So uh, I realized very quickly after buying this car for $5,000 from a very seedy car dealership uh, that it was going through all of its oil yes. faster than it would go through a tank of gas. It was not leaking and I it. And I said, Kyle, is that the way it should be? And Kyle said, that is not the it way it should be. not the way. So I literally drove around for, for like a month with a trunk full of oil. It, like, I, would just, I remember this. I would just top it off as I would go. Yeah. And so, so uh, I was like, help. I was brand new to the church and yeah. I was like, who do I talk to? And somebody mentioned your name. And at that point you were not, you were, you did not own your own shop. You were just a guy working a different, very different job. Very uh, different job. And fixing people's cars uh, out of my two car garage. Out of your two car garage. Yeah. That's right. Just because I, South Elgin, cause I yeah. cared about people, not even for money. It's wild. Yeah. So, so you spent, you're, you're like, come, come out and I'll just take a look at your car. Yeah. Um, and I didn't realize, so I just gave you my car, st- dropped off at your house, had no idea who you were. Yeah. And you spent a f- an entire Friday night, like under the hood of my car, tra- trying to, uh, trying to figure out what was wrong. And, uh, it ended up being a lot more than just a <laughs> bad piston <laughs> rings. I remember that, yeah, man, the, your memory wow. is incredible. Yeah. So from the beginning, you have had a heart to, uh, love and serve your neighbor through the venue of 
auto service. Yeah. And I've been a personal recipient of that. So it's a pleasure to pleasure to have you here. So I've heard you say many times that you had this dream of being the Chick-fil-A of auto <laughs> service. So, so tell us what you mean by that. What, what, is that, that what does that mean? What is that dream about? Yeah. So I, I mean, as most, I feel like as most Christian business owners, you know, like Chick-fil-A has a beautiful model and everybody talks about it. Patrick Lincioni, Dave Ramsey, et cetera. Mm-hmm. Right. Everybody knows who the Cathy's are. Um, but for real, I'm like, I do want to be the Chick-fil-A of auto repair. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, I'm going to say something controversial here. Okay. <laughs> I love Chick-fil-A. I think, don't kick me out. I think there might be better chicken sandwiches you sure, can get. Sure. Okay. Sure. But some people just totally hit pause and got mm-hmm, off the podcast. Mm-hmm. But it's that I don't go there for the chicken sandwiches. Sure. I go there because they're awesome. Like every road trip we go on with the family, like it's Chick-fil-A, right? I will pass up so many other places that maybe have better food, maybe have better prices. But you know, every time you go to a Chick-fil-A, you're going to get cared for, right? They're going to say my pleasure and they mean it, mm-hmm. right? And then half the time, there's always a surprise. Hey, we made an extra milkshake. Sure you did, right? <laughs> oh, so we made, oh, you have you have four people in your cart? You know <laughs> what? We made four. We need three more, you wow. know? And it's, it's that culture. Mm-hmm. You feel cared for. You feel loved. And guys, it's fast food. Mm-hmm. But here's what's cool. Here's what I like. The fast food industry was not a glamorous industry, right? And Chick-fil-A took it. They took that industry. Same way CarMax took the used car industry, mm-hmm. used car dealers. That's like a bad word, mm-hmm. right? And and they made it something that you could trust and a place people want to work. Like people want to work at Chick-fil-A. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I think it's that, that huge culture piece of just caring for people well in mm-hmm. whatever industry you're in. And auto repair doesn't have the best... Uh, reputation right Mm. so we've talked about this you have a really great reputation for doing good business in a trustworthy honorable way but you also have a business to run right so how do you uphold your integrity while also still making a profit yeah that's a great question um yeah, actually, our like tagline on all of our shirts and stuff. I need to get you guys some t-shirts. Corey might have one. Take swag. Um, is it's auto repair you can trust. Hmm. And my wife and I, when we when we started the shop in 2017, when we wrote that down, it it was so simple. It's just a short little statement: auto repair you can trust. Um, and we wanted to be different, and and people don't trust right the places they go to. So, um, I think just even making that statement from the very beginning of this is going to be a shop you can trust almost put a, a piece of accountability in for us hmm. that like we have, there's no option except to run this with integrity. Our core values are printed up just on like paper taped to walls all over my shop. It says hmm. quality, honesty, integrity, and trust. And I constantly say, if somebody asks me a question, they'll be like, well, what about that? I'm like, no, it doesn't say most profitable. It says quality and it says honesty and it says integrity and it says trust. That's and that's there for me too. Like we have it above the sink when you're washing your hands. Mm-hmm. We have it in the bathrooms, mm-hmm. right? So I think I always think of the verse. It's not easy either. You know, I'll say that like th- there's definitely times where I'm like, we need to get as much profit as we can this week, this month, this year, et cetera, mm-hmm. you know, to do other things. Mm-hmm. But there's that verse, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things will be given to you as well. And I strongly believe, and again, I've wavered. I'm, I'm not perfect by any means. Um, that if we just seek God and take care of people and follow our core values, mm-hmm. that the profit will come. I mean, you can't be 
oblivious and just throw your profit and loss sheet in the mm-hmm. garbage. Mm-hmm. You got to actually be a business person mm-hmm. and, and look at that. But I think that it really comes down to if you put most of your energy and focus on serving people and on loving them, the rest is going to follow. Yeah. So it's interesting because as you're talking about culture and reputation and being able to serve people that are coming into your shop, right? You get typically the main people that probably come to your shop are probably like me, (laughs) um, one with car issues and don't know what to do with their vehicle. And they're already stressed. They're worried about how much it's going to cost. Absolutely. What's wrong? All of these different things that are going on in their minds. So what does that mean for you and the type of culture you're trying to create within your business when you're just dealing and navigating with people and problems? Yes. Yes. You're hitting you're hitting like the core of, of who we are in our culture. I've joked with you that I have this like Pavlovian response to your face because every time I see you, it means that something, something. is very wrong. In I, my, in yeah. My, sidebar. My I, I have a friend that says, you have a button somewhere and when you push it, my check engine light comes on. <laughs> it's not true, people. Um, I know who that friend is. Yes, you do. <laughs> um, that's too funny. People come into our shop and they are scared. Men, women, doesn't matter. They come in, they are often uneducated on their vehicle, mm, right? We're the expert. And I don't hold that lightly and neither does our team. Mm. When people come in, when people call on the phone and say, my car just broke down, I'm on the side of the road. My staff says, are you, do you, are you safe? Mm. Are you okay? And that's something that, that we push constantly and we teach anybody on the front counter, anybody picking up the phones, I say, you cannot, have, you cannot work here and you cannot do this job unless you have the heart of a teacher. You guys have to be empathetic. And that's, that's the first piece there is we need to realize as the auto repair experts, right, our technicians and our customer service experts, that we are the expert on that, right? And we don't talk down to people like, what do you mean you don't know what your water pump is? Mm-hmm. I mean, that's, No. You know, and then we also hold in the same hand, like, we're not selling big screen TVs. People don't want to buy auto repair. Mm -hmm. We're not selling something people want to buy. But we are selling them the peace of mind that their car is going to make it on that family vacation. It's going to be able to get them to work or to the Streamwood campus, Mm -hmm. um, (laughs) you know, that Sunday. I love the, (laughs) that you're able to to manage that so well. You know, you recently posted something that said, we're going to do a free a free day of oil change, free free uh, month, uh, week. Uh, what a week. You're like you're, you're like you're like the language it, is important. It was the, no, it was. I think it was the month. I think we did yeah. a month. Uh, for, uh, uh, free oil changes for educators. educators I, t- I sent it yeah. to uh, my son's principal, and she's like, "Oh my gosh, I go there already, That's and so I didn't funny. even know that, that this was a Christ community guy." Uh, but that shows that like you don't need freebies to get people in the door. You've actually developed you know relationships with people, which is which is really neat. That is cool. Okay, so you started uh, a business. What after you got married, you, yeah. you didn't have a business and then you got married. This is something that you began from the ground up. Uh, I know a fair amount of people who've done that and uh, had little regard for what their spouses really think about that. And it's caused some significant issues. So starting a business is like a, it's no small thing. It's no small thing. Yeah. So, so tell us about what it's like to start a business as a married person. Tell us yeah. what has been maybe rewarding about that and tell us uh, about how that has maybe caused some areas of tension and conflict for you. Oh, no, it's no, no tension. It's perfect. Guys, okay, it's just one perfect. question then. How has yeah. it been rewarding? <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, wow. Uh, I, I'll just stay, stay off the bat. 
there is, I'm, I'm good. I know I'm good. I'm not that good. And I say that a lot. There's no way we could do what we're doing if my wife hadn't been 100% on board hmm. and helped me along the way. Um, I have gifts and abilities. She has gifts and abilities. I have weaknesses. And she does too. And, and my weaknesses, it's kind of funny how God has a sense of humor about these things. My weaknesses very much line up with her gifts and abilities hmm. and vice versa. Yeah. So, And we're both obviously gifted in some of the same areas too, which is fun. And doesn't cause any kind of banter in our house. Zero. Um, no. Yeah, none at all. So, like, literally writing our business plan, I had this I had this huge why. I had this huge heart behind what we wanted to do. Guys, my nine-year-old could write a better business plan than me. Okay? But Jess is, she's, she's um, so eloquent mm-hmm. with, you know, writing and words. She just is so gifted. And she was able to get my heart and our heart across to be able to take this letter to the bank and say, give us money. Mm. This is our crazy plan, mm-hmm. right? You mean they don't take dreams and just give you money? You have they, to actually they, put that into words? They do if your wife writes <laughs> it out go. really okay. well, right? <laughs> so, um, and then just the support along the way. I mean, I, I 100% could not, I mean, we just had some hard seasons, right? Mm-hmm. And we've had some good seasons. And I could not, I could not get through the hard seasons unless she was in my corner championing me. And in the good seasons, they wouldn't have been as good if I didn't have her to celebrate the wins with. Hmm. So it, it's very much so, us. So yeah. talk about that a little bit more. How has, how, how is it that your business hasn't kind of overtaken or overshadowed your marriage? What yeah. boundaries do you keep in place? Or yeah. maybe it has in some yeah. seasons. Yeah. Um, how do you, how do you have healthy boundaries and a healthy relationship with, you know, within your business? Yeah. Yeah, I, I think there's that old adage of if you're an entrepreneur or a business owner, you work, you know, 60, 70 hours a right. week, yeah. right? Everybody's mm-hmm. heard that. Mm-hmm. Um, from the very beginning in our business plan, I was like, I am not going to work that much. I'm just going to lay it out there. We are going to be closed on the weekends. Um, even if it means more profit, I would rather have better health mm-hmm. and better, you know, a healthier marriage and more time with my family. Mm-hmm. Um, my grandpa was an entrepreneur. He had an auto shop, mm-hmm. actually. Um, and then actually my other grandpa had a uh, bicycle shop and I would hear a lot of stories from my parents about like, they just were at work all the time. Mm -hmm. Right. And kind of heeding that warning of both amazing, um, people, but Hey, here's, here's something we could probably do a little different and do better. Um, so we literally wrote that into our business plan from the the very beginning. Mm -hmm. Um, and then I'll say like, it hasn't been perfect. There've been times where, um, I really felt like our business was running me over Mm -hmm. And even in those times, looking back, like I very much thought I was doing it myself and I would just be vulnerable. Like I didn't lean on my wife, Hmm. right? I didn't take, she had, (laughs) I was in a room and this guy said, why would you uh, bank on your own IQ when you have 10 other people in the room? Hmm. Right. I don't know what the average IQ is, but he said, if it's 160 and you've got 10 other people in the room, it's, you know, 1600. I I can't do math either guys. (laughs) 1600. You know what I mean? And, and, I, and I was like, it's the same thing. Like, why am I leaning on myself only mm-hmm. when I have this amazing, gifted, passionate person yeah. who can support me better than anybody else? So um, I think, like I said, there's, there's when we're at our best, mm-hmm. right? And when the business is best, it's because, it's because we're doing it together. We're mm-hmm. pushing together. We're doing the trainings together. We're having our meetings together. We're, mm-hmm. I'm talking about the problems at the shop and not trying to be prideful and, and hide them. And mm-hmm. everything's fine, honey. You know, mm-hmm. 
Yeah. And we're at our worst. It's mm-hmm. it's when I'm not doing that. So. Yeah. I've seen you. You also you, you don't work. Uh, the shop is not open Saturdays and Sundays. Is that it's right? Not. Which is significant. Like if you're if you don't have an emergency in your vehicle, you're just looking for a day of routine maintenance. Saturdays is oftentimes the day that people yeah. would choose to go do that. So you're, you're actually foregoing a really significant portion of the week in yeah. order to afford rest, not just for yourself, for but, my team, but for your team. And that, yeah. I know that means a lot to you is that, that, that culture of yeah. staff and employee care Yes, that's as huge. well. I know that when you um, are leading out of a place of tiredness and depletion, you're not leading well. Yeah. Uh, I'm not leading well when I'm tired and depleted. Uh, tell us what about following Jesus has allowed you to lead well, whether that's maybe spiritual disciplines, how you start your day, what you do on your Sabbath, your time with your family. What about following Jesus has equipped you to be a good business leader? Yeah, that's a great question. Actually, recently, very recently, um, we have gotten very serious about the Sabbath in our house. Um, we haven't got very good at it yet, but sure. we've gotten very serious about it. And we kind of put that stake in the ground to say, hey, we both hustle hard. We both push mm-hmm. hard. We both are high performers. Um, and recognizing we're both doing really good work that needs to be done. Really good kingdom work too. And we need to rest. It's, it's literally in the 10 commandments. Mm -hmm. It's not a day of, it's not a suggestion. So, um, that's been huge for us, um, to put that in place, put that Sabbath in place for me. I've got a a mentor of mine that's constantly like, Kyle, go, go ride your dirt bike. Hmm. I'm like, but I have like the places on, you know, hypothetically on fire, right? Like I have all these fires to put, I have all these, like go, Go for a walk. Recreation. Go fishing. Yes. And, you'll, and you'll actually have an epiphany in those moments that'll, yes. okay. that'll you know what I mean? And so putting things in place like that um, have been helpful. Having, I mean, having, for me, having godly mentors in my life is a big piece of that too. It's good. Having it's good. other, you know, godly business owners that are, that are doing this whole thing really well. Mm-hmm. Um, that's been huge for me, for them to go, hey, watch out for this pitfall. Hmm. You know, around for me, it happened around year five. I don't know when it's going to happen for you, but watch out for that. Mm. That's been huge for me. Yeah, that's good. That is part of the reason why we're doing this podcast is so other people can say, "Oh, he's doing it. It's possible." Yeah, I can. I can do that too. Yeah, that's good. Hey, to uh, to wrap up, we're uh, nearing our time here. If you were to leave our, our listeners who may be in the business world, they have some position of influence in their workplace, whether they're high up or they're not. Uh, what is one final thought, recommendation, yeah. encouragement that you'd like to leave our listeners with? That's a great question. Um, You've got people who look up to you. You've got people um, that that are listening to you. You you you've got their full attention, and you may be the only person to speak the truths that they need to hear in their life. Um, you're you're if you're in leadership, if you're if you're running a business, etc., and you've got a team under you, you're there for a reason, and it's not just to hit sales or to to hit certain quarterly goals, um, you've got an opportunity to speak into people's lives and forever change the lives of the people on your team, forever change their marriages. And uh, yeah, I think that's I think that's something we overlook a lot of times as as leaders, and something that like that's where the that's where the good work's getting done. Mm. It's in our teams, mm. it's in our staff. That's so good. Thanks for that, Cal. Yeah. All right, guys, thanks for listening to this week's episode of Faith at Work. Our conversations happen every other week where we will have another interview to help you think critically about faith and work intersecting in creative and inspiring ways. 
because, as we said before, every job matters. Also, you can subscribe and leave a review on whatever platform you're listening on. Email us your suggestions, questions, or ideas to workpodcast at ccclife.org. Lastly, tell your friends that their job matters too and invite them to join along in the conversation. We'll talk to you soon.